You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 128 with Rob O'Rourke and we're going to be talking about how to grow a YouTube channel. Rob, how are you doing, sir? How's it going, man? Yeah, really good, dude. Uh, in here in Poland right now. So yeah, how are you doing? Poland? Wow. Yeah, I was actually I was actually curious because um, I've seen your recent videos with the, uh, it looks like a snowy background. Is that what, is that what, is it snowy out there? Yeah, yeah. Usually it's not too bad. I was here last winter as well. This winter, there's a lot of snow, so it's a lot colder this winter. But honestly, it's nice, man. I, I actually prefer the snow. <laughs> Just uh, nice for the walks, nice to chill out. Mate, I am I'm massive on snow as well. I mean, I've probably got some Canadian friends and whoever listening to this that like hate snow by this point. Uh, but I can totally deal with cold if there's snow included. If it's cold without snow, just no, nah, nah, no deal. Don't want it. I, yeah, and Poland is awesome, man. I, like, I'm not this, I know this is not the topic of today's podcast, but um, if anyone's listening to this, thinking about the next travel de- destination when we can finally travel again, Poland's one of my favorite places I've traveled. So you've been to Poland. Where, where have you been to? Uh, Krakow. Um, let me not screw up this pronunciation. Is it Wrocław? Um, there's Roslov and there's Krakow, there's Warsaw, and then the I'm one that looks like Roklaw, if, if you're in English. Yeah, you- uh, that's that's Roslov. So I made that okay. mistake as well, where you're like, oh, I've been to uh, Roklaw, and they're like, Roklaw, what are you? Where's that? <laughs> yeah, and uh, Zakopane uh, for a bit of snowboarding. Yeah, yeah, so Zakopane is where I'm thinking about moving next. Which damn, is, dude. Yeah, way way down the south, so on the mountains. Awesome. So that ends. <laughs> And that's and that's uh, the goal here, right? Like being able to work wherever the hell you want. And I feel like Zakopane is a great little place if you are able to create a business where you can work wherever you want. Uh, a place like Zakopane is a good place to settle down. I think cool little ski village. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, probably for a lot of your listeners, man, it's a crazy year because for me, the big motivation when I got started was to travel. So this year. <laughs> you know, the last year or whatever, it's been weird because that was a huge driver where I would just keep moving location and I would always have it as that goal. Like, okay, if I do this, then I'll hit up this next place. And so it's been weird. Uh, just, mm-hmm. I mean, Poland's super nice. It's been nice to be in the lockdown here, but uh, yeah, looking ahead, I've kind of had to switch up the motivation. Zakopane will be nice, but I think for the next while, it's kind of just like staying put, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, totally get it. I think a lot of people are dealing with the same thing and, it's kind of messing with people's heads too and it's a little bit sad but um look i think we should kick on with the the topic as people are listening to this going like shut up guys talk about youtube um however i would like to start with a little bit about what you do like i haven't even said the words fox web school yet which is your business uh and youtube channel how did you get into teaching people how to run a successful web design business yeah, do you mind if I go with like a slightly longer version just to kind of give it some context? Here? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I grew up in Ireland and when I grew up in Ireland, there's a huge construction boom. So like everyone was just talking about construction, everyone was getting into construction. So I studied construction engineering and the goal <laughs> was 
like I had an entrepreneurial side, but really the goal was just to like get my degree, get a stable job, like make some good money. So when I um, was pretty much just about to qualify, there was a massive construction um, crash in Ireland. So the industry just went like totally to, uh, I don't want to curse on your show, like it went in a bad place. So everyone Honestly, you can swear, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it went, it went to shit. So basically everyone lost their jobs, um, a bad place. So it took me like about two years just to save up the price of a ticket to, to get out of Ireland. Like it was that bad a situation. There was hardly any jobs any job you could get was super low paying. So I saved up and basically I was Googling online and I was like, okay, where could you get just like any sort of high paying job in like another country? And there's two different options. Actually, one was Australia. It was to go work on those like big farms with the common <laughs> harvesters and it was like a thousand a day. And then there's the oil industry in Canada, which I read was like around a thousand a day as well if you got like one of these particular jobs. So between those two, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go with Canada first and see how it goes. So I moved to Canada did a ton of different jobs over there and eventually was able to get in with the oil industry and work my way up over uh, about two years. Got a nice job, did it for a year and then the oil industry within Canada also had this massive <laughs> crash. Wow. So lost my job again and I was pretty annoyed about it. I was like, okay, I've done a degree, worked really hard. It went kind of nowhere. I, you know, I went to this other country, worked super hard, I went nowhere. So at that stage, I had a little bit of savings but honestly, it kind of been blowing through my money. I was like, okay, I'm going to go travel and then figure it out. So I went to Colombia. I had a buddy down there in South America. So went to Colombia. Absolutely loved it. I was like, okay, I got to like figure out a way to just stay here. And I was meeting a lot of people who were working online, like doing a bunch of different stuff. And just from talking to them, I like started to figure it out. And I just, I made a ton of mistakes. We can get into that later if you want. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, just that motivation. Like I had a, you know, had the degree. It didn't get me anything. I had worked my way up with like this other engineering thing like it didn't end up with anything and I just wanted that control of like okay this is my business I can make my own money you know make my own rules I can set up wherever I want and it eventually worked out but yeah there's definitely a lot of trial and error there so what I actually did was I did web design um, started building websites not for people in Colombia but I was you know aiming yeah. where the money was best so people in the States people in Canada back in Europe uh, it took about six months to like really take off but when it took off it was it was pretty solid yeah and so how I then have you transitioned because like you're not doing that anymore right you just help people no, no. run so, a business yeah I started posting about it online and I was posting like the, literally the whole way through this journey but web design it was going well so I put up like in one or two places like hey this is what I've done here's the results here's how I did it and man so many people it was crazy just like tons and tons of messages so like mm -hmm. how did you do this how can I get started like how do you sell so just started helping people for free in the beginning. Obviously, I was on a forum where like loads of people, the fast informed people are just helping each other out all the time for free, but just tons and tons and tons of messages. So I created a free Facebook group and then people are like, hey, can I like pay you to get on a call with you? And hey, can we like, you know, can you help with this? And I'll pay you for like helping with this invoice. And <laughs> so eventually I was just like, well, there's a lot of people here who are asking for help. Uh, I was still in Colombia, still trying to, you know, make as much money as I could. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to help these people out if they're happy to pay me. And after a while, I just enjoyed the teaching more than the websites. Um, I could see that if it was done right, it could scale further. I mean, web design is really good, but you do reach like a top level if you want to keep it as just a one person show, which I did. Mm. Uh, so yeah, kind of over time, I've transitioned to the school. 
yeah. and the school nice. is definitely just the full thing right now. Yeah, and what I really like about that story is you were essentially just building in public. And I feel like that has kind of exploded lately as like a stupid buzzword is like build in public. It's, it's getting used, thrown around a lot on Twitter. Um, but you were doing that before it was cool. So uh, I actually, you know, I think there's a message there that like if you are having some success or whatever, or I mean, even when you're not having success, just sharing that journey with the right people can lead to opportunities, you know, and I'm actually seeing this unfold a lot on Twitter lately. Like I saw some guy who runs a SaaS product that did some cool SEO thing and um, he spoke about it on Twitter and, and on Hacker News and stuff. And the next minute he's creating an SEO course because everyone's like, how did you do this? Um, yeah. So we created a course and, and now he's like a course creator as well. So I don't know. I, just, I think that's a pretty good message that like sharing what you're doing, what's working, what's not um, in public is is cool. Like and lessons learned. Um, and I think, you know, agency owners can do that as well. And in a way, that's how we've created SaaS products from when we were agencies and, and we were sharing our problems or like other people were sharing problems with us. Like that that's led, led to many opportunities. Yeah, I mean, for courses, it definitely makes sense. But I feel like for anything, if you're if you're out there and you're just public, people know about you. They can see, you know, you're doing this, and maybe something didn't work, but then this other thing did. Like that's just a lot of trust. It's a lot of um, connection with your audience, whatever you're selling or whatever it is that you mm. do. And over time, people definitely appreciate that. I mean, a big thing that we get like from our students, like why they joined our school is they feel it's super authentic. And I don't try and have like too polished an image. I used to at the beginning, cause you're like a little self-conscious when you first start. <laughs> or like, oh, I gotta like really act like I know my stuff. But over time I was like, you know, there's no point in doing this. It's, you know, not helping anyone. I could help people a lot better just, you know, saying, okay, I'm really good in these areas, but I'd actually don't know too much about this other stuff. And yeah, yeah. from, yeah, go for it. No, that's it. Uh, I mean, your videos look pretty polished now. You've got decent camera gear, and as soon as you do that, it, it really steps things up. Cheers. I thought you said pretty Polish, but you meant like polished, yeah. Polished, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're pretty <Yeah>. polished. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the meat of, of this yeah, uh, being YouTube specifically. Now, why should an agency care about this? Like, why would an agency build a YouTube channel? Yeah, really good question. For me, you know, this is just my personal experience. I think there's a lot of positive stuff from a YouTube channel. Uh, just with yourself first, like getting used to doing it is going to help with everything. For me, I'm super, super introverted and very, very shy. And doing videos has helped me a lot. I still feel like I got a, a way to go, but just like better at putting your thoughts together, better at speaking, better at connecting with people. Uh, then from a business standpoint, I mean, just being out there, YouTube's obviously free. If you learn how to do some basic SEO stuff, you can rank for a lot of stuff very easily. So with my YouTube channel, I've had about a million views and the average watch time is like five to six minutes. So that's a, like a lot of time to get for free. I know it's not necessarily free because it's the time to make those videos, but mm. that's, you know, if you had to pay for ads, it's probably a lot of money to pay for six million minutes um, <laughs> of people watching your ads. So. Yeah, um, totally, totally on board. And I think, you know, agencies can, I mean, agencies own, owners almost always have some kind of message to share, right? And like, if you are an agency owner listening to this and, you know, you, know, you have like a niche that you specialize in, it's going to be super easy for you to create content just by answering questions that 
people normally ask. You know, a lot, this is a big thing with content. You know, content marketing, people always say, find what the biggest questions are, answer them, you know, in your blog posts or whatever. I can tell you that if you do the same thing on video, you're going to do better. Or not like, not like guaranteed, but it's just so much easier to rank. Like you said, um, I've managed to rank for some things on YouTube that I just never thought possible. For example, I had the owner of a tool um, that does like, it's like a Gmail mail merge kind of tool and he reached out to me and was just like um i guess congratulations are in order because you have managed to rank for this keyword that um none me and none of my competition have been able to rank for for years and like this is a pretty new site like it's only two years old so and i like this is actually the blog post as well and i think there's a really i'm not you know i haven't run an experiment on this but i have a feeling that because I turn a lot of my videos into blog posts and then put the video in the blog post as well. And that seems to work insanely well. Like it starts ranking things real, like, like this keyword, it's mind blowing to me. It's, it's a huge volume. And, um, the fact that these other guys haven't been able to rank it for ages. And I got in there like, and these guys aren't bad at what they do. I think it's just YouTube and Google favoring, maybe time on site because they're watching the video on my site. I don't, I don't know. It's just my theory. Yeah, for sure. Like I've seen, and I got on my channel too, like a lot of people rank over the actual company or the actual author or the, you know, the business that they're talking about because yeah, mm. again, YouTube sees like, well, they watch this video more than the official video and they're going to show mm-hmm. the one that gets watched the most. Just on that point as well, like my channel has been around for a while now and I guess like your YouTube channel as well, but I've got a buddy who just started at like, two, three weeks ago and his videos are only getting like two, three, four views and he's already got a massive deal out of one of those videos. He's got in with them <laughs> a business and they have a million dollar marketing spend a year and he was making videos that literally had three or four views. So you wow. don't need to have like millions of views. You just got to, what you were saying there, like really get on top of one subject and be like the video that people find when they search that thing. And it could be super niche or it could be kind of broad, but um, you know, if you're on the topics that represent your business, whatever it is that you sell and you get a couple of videos in there, your chances of people finding you with that particular thing are just so high. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely been surprising to me, you know, like I had a, a friend who's been making videos for a long time, uh, asked me the other day, cause I've only got like two and a half thousand subscribers, but she even found that impressive cause she's been doing videos for so long and has like a thousand or something. And I think the key was actually creating content around what people are searching for. And that is, I guess, what I want to dig into now is like, how do you decide what topics? Like for me, I'm still, I'm earlier on in this journey and I'm trying to grow my reach or whatever. And I find that the best way for me to do that is find like things people are searching for and create videos around that, which often like kind of annoys me because a lot of the coolest things that I want to share are not things that people are searching for. So like I'll create a cool video that I, there's like this awesome automation that people don't even know is possible. So they're not searching for it, but I'm like, this is sick. And people are like, Oh, like people that watch it, like the people that know me are like, wow, this is great. Um, but then it just doesn't take off, you know? So, and then I create a video around like a keyword and it just continues to gather together views over time so like how do you balance that yeah really good question so a thing that i found and i've definitely had that same experience 
if you make videos that you're interested in, because you know you're an expert in what you do, you know maybe I am. So when you make a video that like, okay, this is the thing that I'm really excited in. Usually it's not really something that a beginner or like your typical person just starting off searching on YouTube would be looking for that topic. Mm. So really the beginners, the top, you know, like people just starting, it's like the most basic stuff. But that being said, and this is a huge thing with our channel as well, you want to kind of ignore the the vanity numbers on YouTube. It's really tempting to go with like the viral video or the video that gets like a ton of views. And we just kind of think like, okay, who would be perfect for the school? Then let's make the video that's perfect for them. And it might only get a thousand views and, you know, another video would have got like 40,000 views. But out of that thousand, we just have way more people who are likely to join the school rather than like a super, you know, vague viral like video that applies to like, you know, 200,000 people, but no one in there really connects to the school or is is suitable as a customer. And that kind of goes to every niche, like for web design, you can make a video, you know, like top five crazy websites and yeah, you could get like tons of views, but <laughs> you know, which one, you know, no one in there is going to want to want to move towards working with a business. So we keep the views a lot smaller, I feel, than we could with other content, but we end up with like a really engaged audience for our size. Yeah. I, I have noticed like your last video was, uh, you know, about like I guess all the craziness of crypto and GameStop um, related <laughs> yeah, to yeah. business, and it's still got you know it's at twelve hundred and sixty views, and I see it's got one hundred and thirty one likes out of that, which is a massive percentage, um, and like you know twenty eight comments there. So that that's pretty serious engagement for a video that's like a few days old. That's that's massive. So yeah, obviously people are really resonating, and you've got kind of a community feel going on there. Like the like I'm looking at the comments, and they are clearly people that follow you you know whereas for me a lot of my videos are just like randos that are defining my content by searching and then dropping and dropping questions in <laughs> but yeah, I, with, yeah with youtube it's so hard to um because we're used to seeing big numbers everywhere especially on youtube you go watch a movie trailer and it has like you know 16 million views so when you make a video and it has like only 100 views or 500 views it's really and i get this as well it's really easy to be down about that like well that just sucks like this isn't popular you know whatever mm. but if you picture like a hall or a room and 500 people showed up you know out of their own time to listen to you speak for five ten minutes or whatever like that's massive engagement True. Um, and again it comes back to like the purpose of the video or the quality of the video i'd much rather have you know 100 people watch for 10 minutes on like a high quality video than a million people watch for like 15 seconds on just some whatever video and um you know if you can balance the two for sure but i definitely just try and keep it high quality maybe the audience takes off one day on youtube sometimes the channel can just like explode but if it doesn't it's just like the people who did show up they got something super useful and if the numbers grow then then perfect if not and and if you're answering questions that your audience ask then I think you're bound to get at least a few of them show up at some point, you know, because if people ask questions, then they're going to type them into Google at some point. You know, if it's pain, like, like you said, if you're creating content that you think is great for your target audience, it only takes the one of the right person to look at that and then sign up with you. And in the case of web design, like if an agency owner is creating a channel, one lead one one like client that they land out of a video can be worth like 10 grand you know more right obviously so uh i think the view count definitely doesn't matter that much if you're talking like you know if if you've got really targeted content and a high value per client then 
I mean, yeah, you've only got to have a handful of watches to get that the one that counts. Yeah, um, you definitely. Want, yeah. You're right, 100. percent You definitely want to balance the two. So do your best to have it rank for people who would be looking for that topic or something similar. But then when they show up, just like the best quality you can, because yeah, you never know who's watching. Like back to that example of my buddy, um, you only literally had less than 10 views, I'd say, but his video was super high quality. It was like over an hour long, and this one person who watched it that was the video for them and now they're mm. you know going to work together on this deal so yeah when i was saying answering questions i wasn't necessarily talking about like getting it to rank for things i mean like literally just any questions you get asked a lot there might be no keyword volume on that but some time someday someone is going to type that in and and find your stuff yeah 100 percent. yeah so um but at some point i would like to uh i guess get into Actually, no, let's do it now. I want to talk about like getting started. Um, like people listening to this, there's probably some people going like, ah, this is too much for me. Like, I don't want to do video, blah, blah, blah. Um, what would you say to them? It sounds cliche, but that thing, like if I can do it, like anyone can definitely do it, man. <laughs> In the beginning when I started, uh, so first off, I had another channel first and it's like, I forget Fox web code or something. Someone might be able to find it. And I did like one video on that. It was just a screen share. I was showing you somebody, whoever, how to like set up a HTML website. It was like an hour long and it was just my voice as I was like doing it on the screen. So that was like my first ever video on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I just left it there and I didn't really think about it. And I came back like six months later, eight months later. And I think I lost the password or something, but it had like 5,000 views. And I was like, man, like, I, you know, I should have been doing this more. So at yeah. that stage, got into it um i think to get going you don't need much like just and it's all there on youtube already this is the thing with youtube is you know we want people to find our content so we can help them but there's loads of people who've made content about how to get going on youtube and that's like their thing you don't yeah. have to pay for anything but if you just put in like how to correctly light a video for youtube how to do sound how to set up a camera you know good composition or whatever and if you got like just the basics you're already like way ahead of yeah agreed I think most people can get started with a standard webcam, you know, like a, I've got the Logitech C920 still sitting there, even though I've got the better camera now and just a basic USB microphone, you know, it, it's enough. And like, like you, man, it, if anyone's worried about like not being polished enough, I'll just hit me up, send me a message and I'll send you a link to one of my still most popular videos on my channel. And like how I'll show you how trash it is. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm using the C920. I've got like, crap everywhere in the background like there's like a chest of drawers and just like random stuff sat on it um i'm droning on about like things that i shouldn't be talking about in a video like obviously you know when you're learning out you don't know these things but as you as you make more and study other channels or whatever you start to refine how you do it you know i know um actually what i'll link up in the show notes is back brian dean's channel has he's got some really good things about how to get started on youtube um I'll link that up, but, um, yeah, it's like you watch things like that and you just incorporate a couple of things, a couple of new things into each video. And then like you start having a formula and then it becomes a bit more polished and whatever. Like, but you know, I'm still not very polished. I, I like at some point I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to try and get like these straight continuous runs of me talking on screen. If I screw up, I just cut the video. There's nothing wrong with it, like jumping around a little bit. Like as long as the content's good, people don't seem to care. 
No, man, people, I mean, they're on YouTube for that. Like, what would a normal person who knows what they're talking about tell me? So mm -hmm. I think that's the standard. If you go too polished, it can come off a little weird. And if you're too amateur, obviously, then it's super low quality. So just in the middle is totally fine. Just be a normal person. If somebody came to you and asked you this question, like, what would you tell them in 10 minutes to best help them? And yeah, I wouldn't get caught up. This is like just, you know, tips for myself in the beginning. In the beginning, I was like, you know, watching a lot of guys like, let's say, Peter McKinnon or something. I was like, okay, I got to have like a coffee making montage in the beginning. And <laughs> I, I got to be like out in the school. Okay. <laughs> All this stuff. Like, you don't need any of that. You can just get started, you know, normal desk, set up the camera and just talk about it for 10 minutes. And yep. also in the beginning, like, um, you know, make a video and maybe don't even post it online. Just get used to like, okay, I'll just do this, mm -hmm. see how it looks. If you do that a bunch of times, you're already going to see like a lot of progress. Yeah. Oh man. Like, yeah, I'm the same. I thought I had to do all these cool things. I see other people out like introducing their videos while they're out on a walk or something. And I mean, these days, man, I put my content snare shirt on. I record the intro and the outro. I take my shirt off and put like crap clothes, like pajamas back on. And I record the yeah. screen share bit in the middle, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, so I like I've made videos where I'm like, okay, I'm going to like good production here and all the cool stuff. And like, you know, maybe I'm traveling or something. So I try and like get in some travel content. Those videos usually flop like really bad. They don't perform <laughs> well. And then it's like the video where I'm just like shouting at a whiteboard for like 40 minutes, like doing these little scribbles like the those videos get like the best engagement so yeah um yeah it's it's interesting what people watch and then don't watch and what you thought would have done better but actually doesn't do that well yeah that's it and so i mean i guess the the message there is like you've just got to give it a crack start answering things and don't worry about it being too polished i'd say the one thing i would care about is having decent audio and i mean you can get a hundred dollar microphone that'll get you there because obviously awful audio and with background noise i see some like older videos with background music it's like no that's not okay or like whatever if you just clear music with a decent usb microphone that's that's pretty much enough to get started yeah audio is is definitely um super key a lot of like youtube experts will tell you that as well that the one thing to dial in is is your audio yeah nice um okay cool so hopefully people are actually thinking now like they could do it they can get started um you know it really especially if someone you know you've said you're an introvert i know a lot of introverts that make a lot of video content and still manage um you know i am definitely not an introvert i like i'm the opposite i'm quite outgoing but um i still you know i hate making videos in a way like i dread having to sit down and like make sure i say words right and like whatever but i like i like it when it's done i really like it when it's done it's not you know even ages later it's still not an easy process but i know it's just like it's such a great way of um, getting in front of the right people. Do you manage WordPress sites for your clients? If so, you should probably check out WP Remote. It's a central platform to manage all of your sites in one place. That includes security, malware, uptime monitoring, and it's even got a built-in staging system. But my favorite feature is the visual regression system that will give you an alert if something breaks on an update so you can get in there and fix it. It was created by the same people behind BlogVault and Melcare. Now, BlogVault is one of the best backup plugins I've used, and it's also trusted by some of the biggest WP maintenance agencies out there like GoWP, WP Buffs, WP Valet. So if these guys rely on it, you know it's rock solid. You can try WP Remote for free and get 10% off any of the paid offerings by going to wpremote.com highway. Now let's get back to the show.
Yeah. So for me, you know, it's definitely still tricky. And in the beginning, it was very tricky. I just came up with like a little routine. So, you know, I pick the time of the day where my energy was the best. Before that, I'd like go for a walk, kind of think over maybe rough ideas what I was going to say, come back, play some music, have a shower, wear whatever I'm going to wear, sit down, like relax. So you can kind of, you know, if you're that nervous about it in the beginning or if you're that like, you know, uh, just get a little routine and, and just make it easy on yourself. Again, you can make some videos that you don't even upload. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the bigger thing, like a lot of people think, and I this as well, like, oh, I'm going to make this video and I'll post it. And like all the comments will like, you know, rip into me and make all these jokes <laughs> and stuff. Probably the bigger thing that's going to happen that's like a way bigger issue is actually nobody will watch the video. So <laughs> like if you're worried about like, oh, I stick in a line and everyone, you know, it goes, everyone in my area knows about me doing this stuff or whatever. Um, you'd be lucky if that happens because that's actually what you want when you when you s- stick stuff up there. So your yeah. bigger issue once you get over like just making it is actually okay. Now I actually want people to find me, and if they leave some yeah. comments about whatever, then that's all good because the views are are definitely um, your goal in the beginning. Yeah, or, or it's, and then you have a video like mine, which is totally trash, and then eventually gets picked up by YouTube algorithm and is now my like <laughs> most watched video of all time, and I hate it. But you know, it happens. <laughs> I really like that idea of going for a walk beforehand and thinking about what you're going to say because I find a lot of my videos, the best ones and the easiest time I have, like the ones that are the easiest to make, I've usually got a bunch of like notes, like some dot points or like essentially just an outline of all the things I'm going to talk about. And often I'll do that because like, I make my videos every Monday morning, well, almost every Monday, but yeah. I often will take the notes the previous week, you know, if not Sunday afternoon or something, if I'm just sitting on the couch at home, I'll take some notes. Um, and then I have a quick scan over it before I do the video. And like by then I've usually got some other ideas, you know, like, cause I've started thinking about it the week before or whatever. I just jot down a couple more things, um, you know, put it into an order that makes more sense. Um, you know, cause once you've sort of looked, when you look back at it after writing it all down, you're like, oh, maybe that bit should be before this bit. And then I find like, if you've got that flow, uh, it, it's actually quite easy to just sort of sit down and go through it. Yeah, so I've, I've gone through all the different methods when I first started and I even had the teleprompter hmm. and it was like a hostage video, man. You're like you know, <laughs> reading out the things that you got to say. Uh, so I just think it's best if you, yeah, come up with an idea like, okay, what question am I going to answer? Like one thing per video. So, okay, this video is going to be about, you know, how to sell a website. So this is the angle I want to cover it in. Here's like my main five points. Run it through. I usually run it through my head like for, not like for a full day, but I'll think about it the day before I make a video. And then the next day I'll go for a walk and just kind of like, okay, I'll cover this point, talk about this, uh, try and condense it down, just make it like as clean and as simple as, as possible. And then just shoot the video. Usually I just do it in one take. Uh, I just find that that's easier for me these days and just kind of, you know, stick to about eight to 10 minutes and, and that's it. Uh, if needed, though, obviously what you're saying, if you make a mistake, then just cut it. Just keep going and then just cut it later. Like, don't don't go back and start it again. And then you're starting it again. And oh, yes. Yeah. So just try it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So I'm the opposite of one take. Like, I do, I do do it all in one go. And I, yeah, re- absolutely um, reiterate what you said there. And like, don't like stop the video. Just literally like keep just just pause for a couple of seconds and start again and then cut the video like that's what i do and i end up with like some of my videos have literally like a hundred cuts in them um 
it's a bit easier like when it's a, a screen share video like i can yeah. cut out bits and pieces and sometimes i decide you know with with screen share it's pretty easy to narrate over the top as well so you don't because obviously you're not matching to your to your mouth moving um yeah, yeah. so you can um yeah narrate over the top but yeah like the classic yeah just stop and and leave a gap or something so it's really obvious in the re- in the waveform so then you when you're playing it back you, you cut that bit out yeah so definitely don't don't stop and start just like the actual recording just keep going plowing through yeah you can you can clean it all up in the edit so when you're shooting just focus on just keep going and you can always just drop it later uh the tricky thing is if you go back like three four times you start forgetting what you've already covered in that particular take so you're like have i covered this like did i mention that you just confuse yourself and then you just end up with like worse and worse oh yeah (laughs) takes as you go along and by the end it's just a a total mess so yeah just keep running through and just (laughs) edit it out i've definitely been there all right so just a couple of smaller questions to finish off i notice you monetize your videos I'm interested what you're thinking behind that is because I haven't switched to mine on yet. I've sort of recently become, you know, um, eligible or whatever, Um, you know, and given, especially given that your goal is to get people to Fox Web School, uh, do the ads not funnel people out to places you don't want them? Yeah, good question. So from YouTube, it's a thousand a month. That's what I make on ads, roughly. Uh, It's not like a massive channel. I got close to 20,000 subscribers right now and about 1,700 to 2,000 views a day. So just to like throw some actual figures out there. Mm-hmm. Why I run ads is definitely not for the YouTube money, but I don't know, I have this theory that if you run ads, YouTube wants to make money, maybe they're gonna pick your video over another video that doesn't have ads. Now, I don't know if that's the case or not, but some videos I haven't run ads and I kind of see that the ones I do run ads um, perform better. So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe there's a, a someone with like, more official YouTube experience out there and they see that differently, uh, let me know if that is the mm. case. But uh, usually what I do for the ads is I just make them all skippable. And if it's a longer video, I put them towards like the end. Uh, but yeah, that's just my theory that YouTube, you know, wants to make money. They're always trying to, you know, like every big business make more and more money each year. Mm. And if mine's the video with some ads that they can, um, then they'll just keep showing it. And I've got one or two videos that have done really, really well that you know, I'm pretty sure it's because there is an ad on the front and it was like a topic that a lot of people would watch. And I don't know, that's my theory. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something I'm going to go and research because, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. It logically makes sense. I, I think um, it's the kind of thing that would get a lot of people uh, pretty shitty at YouTube, but also um, YouTube does a lot of things that make people shitty at YouTube. <laughs> they don't seem to care. So, yeah, But you can, you can choose. There's like skippable ads and there's non-skippable. I've never hopefully you know, I haven't clicked by accident, but all my ads are skippable. So yeah, nice. I don't want someone to sit there for like two minutes watching whatever <laughs> yeah, nonsense it is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, last question, what um, like tools do you use? Like anything particular around like researching topics, um, you know, tagging any YouTube tools, recording tools, interested in what, what you use? Yeah. yeah. So for recording, uh, just the camera, I use Premiere Pro to edit. And then I also have um, ScreenFlow. That's what I do my like screen share videos. That's a really easy to use editing software for um, for like screen share stuff. Um, for, That's Mac only, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, mm. I, I think so. Mm. Um, then for actual like YouTube stuff, I got vidIQ. Really, a lot of my research I just do myself. 
um, like I'll go look at other channels. A big thing that like is a good tip for starting off, go look at the other channels and then sort it by their most popular videos. Mm -hmm. But look for smaller channels in your niche that had like one or two videos that did way better than their other videos. And if you look through like 20 smaller channels and see like the three, four videos that did really well out of each channel, you can come up with like a really good general idea of like what YouTube wants to see in that niche and what performs the best and what people are searching for. Um, if you pick a big channel that all has big views, hmm. it's hard to know is that like the following or is that the video idea, but a smaller channel with like, okay, you know, they all have like 60 views and then one has like 10,000 views. Like that's the sort of stuff that you should be making content on. Yeah, that's a massive tip. Uh, thank you for doing that, uh, so highlighting that because I completely forgot. That's, yeah, one of the things I do. I also filter it by, because um, sometimes I find those videos will just be like crazy. Like a, a lot of time I'll go to a channel and I'll do a filter like that and it'll be like the most random topic. Like it, it'll be like an entrepreneur channel and then it'll be like, uh, this cool spot I went to in Fiji. And I'm like, what? Why is that? Like it just so happened that that was the video that got all their views. Um so sometimes as an alternative, uh, I look through in chronological, so newest video first and just look for spikes. So you can kind of glance through and you're like, oh, 300, 400, 300, 4,000. Oh, that, that one went pretty well. Like, yeah, it could have been so maybe it like got emailed out or something, but like that, those are the ones that I also take note of. So, cause you know, you might be looking at a video that's five, six years old that has tons more views than the others. Um, so th looking at it chronologically kind of takes that factor out. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point as well, man. And like, same as yourself, like that actual example you gave is pretty similar. I used to have a, a travel video that I made, uh, where I went to Georgia, like Tbilisi and, um, Kazbegi, this other spot made this cool video, like the mountains, the snow and all this stuff. And that video just did like way better than my other videos. But I ended up deleting it because it's just like this like crazy travel video in the middle of a web design tutorial <laughs> channel. I was like, this doesn't make any sense here. So that's kind of a thing again, like that original point, like you got to stick to the content that the audience, the ideal audience that you're after, like stick to the good content that's high quality that they would want. And you want the channel to grow for sure. But at the same time, don't get caught up too much in the numbers because if you think too much on the numbers, it gets really tempting to make lower quality content that just suits like more people and gets you more views. But mm -hmm. then you just become, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, you become like this channel that's like all this different stuff and it's like super random, like they're making a cake tutorial, <laughs> then it's like their new car, then it's like this and it kind of just crashes the channel. So. Yeah. You want it to grow, but like stick to the core thing, the core goal behind that channel. If you want to do some other stuff, probably just make another channel and, and keep it totally separate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it comes to promoting the videos, what do you do? Like personally, I actually just listen, just this right now. I just remembered that I forgot to email like the last three to my list. Um, yeah. normally that's on like my post post, uh, publishing checklist obviously forgot a bunch recently so normally for me it's like obviously share it on all the different socials and um and then i email it out to put it in my weekly newsletter to web designers and then i put it in my automation if it's an automation related video it goes in the uh the automation newsletter as well um usually that gets a little bit of uh gets it moving uh early do you yeah. do that kind of thing as well yeah so the only place I really send it when I upload a video, I send it out to my email list. Uh, yep. That's about 10,000 people and I get 
200 to 400 clicks. So actually not a lot. And what's surprising there is we actually have a really good open rate with our emails and really good engagement. So it's not like the emails aren't getting read or opened. Uh, they do, but I just think a lot of people when you send out an email and you have an engaged list, like still a lot of people won't move over because maybe they're just like on the go, they check an email, they're not gonna watch a 10 minute YouTube video. So mm-hmm. I think your number one thing um, is just like make sure it's good for YouTube. So you got a good thumbnail, good title, it's searchable, then do the best you can elsewhere. But I would be more relying on just like the long-term SEO of, of your video. It's frustrating because you want, and I always want it like lots of views in that first 24 hours and it does mm-hmm. help a video to rank. But really, as you get started over time, what's gonna matter a lot more is not the initial push, but how your videos rank. When you have a bigger audience, like you get up to you know, 10, 20, 50,000 subscribers, it will kind of like maintain itself and you know, becomes like a little engine that will run by itself. But uh, in the beginning, SEO is definitely the big one, like sharing it on, on Facebook or Instagram or your email list. Unless it's like super, super engaged, I don't think it really gives you that much of a, mm. a boost. It doesn't hurt, I would still do it, but to grow, you, you probably want to be relying a lot more on SEO, um, yeah. uh, YouTube SEO. Yeah, fair call. Um, you touched on a couple of things there, which I don't want to dig into in detail just because we're getting more advanced and there's plenty of other resources on this, but you mentioned like, you know, making sure you've got a good thumbnail and, um, you know, a title and all that. And yeah, I guess that that's one of the big things that I learned as well. Um, from watching other people, like especially Brian Dean's content about growing a channel, like making sure your um, thumbnail kind of grabs attention so that people click it. Uh, you know, there's the whole like click through rate thing on YouTube, which, you know, I've heard some black hat SEOs speak about, and that's obviously a real thing because they've like found ways to game that, which like it's crazy. But uh, yeah, I don't want to get into that. But click through rate, obviously makes a big difference and like how long people hang around and watch your video and watch other videos on YouTube afterwards. Um, you know, these are all things that matter. So, so they're getting that title right and that thumbnail right are pretty important. So I've learned. Yeah. The thumbnail one man is one I still battle with because, uh, you know, you don't want to be like this, this goofy YouTuber and no offense to any, Oh, I a hundred percent on board like, <laughs> with that. Like, <laughs> you know, they're like holding a phone and their face looks like, oh, like this huge, you know, yeah. crazy expressions and like they're scratching their head and stuff. I could never <laughs> do that stuff for thumbnails. I was just like, I don't want to make a thumbnail where, you know, I, I look like the mines, you know, the, the guys in the street who are like, yeah, pretend there's a glass door or something. <laughs> uh, like these sort of expressions. So I've kept my thumbnails like fairly normal ish, I think. Yeah. It's probably hurt me in some ways, but um, what really helps if you have, because you know, I'm sure you got like a, an audience that does all different sorts of stuff. If you've got a good topic matter that like looks cool, I think you can make some great thumbnails. Um, with some stuff, it's a little trickier. Like with web design, you know, I can only show so many laptops. I can only show like me sitting at a computer so many times. So yeah, yeah I think a lot of, in a boring niche, a lot of it comes down to the title. Thumbnail, of course, do the best that you can. And then maybe like just like one or two good words on the thumbnail that, uh, you know, get people to click. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, a little bit of color always works too. I'm just looking at your thumbnails now. And I mean, I think they stand out, especially like some of the ones where there's, where there's color involved. You know, I've gotten, I've gotten super lazy with mine. Sometimes I just use the same photo of me and just change the words. Like, so <laughs> uh, it seems to work sometimes, most of the time. Yeah, I've seen huge channels, and um, literally, it's like the same photo of the guy. I think are like 
90% of the videos and he yeah. just like changes the text and that's it. So uh, like that's working because his SEO is so good. And yeah. uh, again, it depends on the content. If you're always trying to target a new person, you're, you're aiming for probably people who, uh, let me explain that a little bit better. So with my audience or with my channel, um, I'm kind of always aiming for like a new person who hasn't heard about web design. So people do subscribe and they stick around, but my content is nearly always towards that person that this would be the first video they've ever found me. So yeah. um, nice. there is a, like if you're gonna have more of a like, it's your, you know, the same group of people over and over again, then you definitely wanna switch up your thumbnails a lot. If you're mm -hmm. always aiming towards a new person, you can kind of keep the same formula that works because they've probably never seen any of your thumbnails. That's before. a, that's a really good point. Yeah, I like that. And I guess like this is also just further highlighting like how non-polished you, you have to be. Like I think a lot of people think they have to put so much work into this, but like, you know, obviously you're well more advanced in this that I than I am, but both of us are kind of not polished. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I completely wing it. It's always funny when people like ask me for YouTube advice because <laughs> there's definitely a lot of stuff I could do better. But I think it's a good point that if you do like, a bunch of stuff half okay you'll do well on youtube like the the standards i don't want to say low but like there's a lot of people who, who just like don't like research any of this stuff so if you do mm. even a few of these things and really i think the main thing is just like good content for the person who has this particular problem your video like more than covers exactly what they should do to fix it you know right away yeah and then extra stuff on top you do that half okay like you're gonna have a great youtube channel yep totally agreed Totally agree. I think that's a, uh, a great place to, to finish this off. So uh, where can people go to find out more about you? Obviously, we'll, I'll be linking up to the Fox Web School YouTube channel in the show notes at agencyhighway.com slash 128. Is there anywhere else you would like people to go? Uh, yeah, YouTube channel. I'm on the Fasting Forum. Not really a plug for me, but the Fasting Forum, I think, is one of the best entrepreneurial forums online. I post over there as Fox, which is where the fox web school came from mm -hmm. um i'm on instagram it's rob a o'rourke and there's a fox web school instagram i just started it and actually haven't posted any content so <laughs> if you want to <laughs> you want to join that and wait for me to get get in early uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah get my act together uh other than that I, that's kind of it man i i have a program that i sell but i mean uh whatever like if you follow me on youtube you'll see the links there mm. um but if anyone wants like advice shoot me an email rob at foxwebsu.com or just follow me on instagram and, and send me a dm probably the personal one is a lot better for now i, I respond to those awesome there you go and again all this will be linked up at uh, agencyhighway.com slash 128 uh rob man thank you so much for this this has been awesome Cheers, dude. Hope it was valuable for everyone. Yeah, thank you. Uh, absolutely was. And I hope uh, it's encouraged some people to get out there and actually start creating their first couple of videos. Uh, like, you know, there's so many potential benefits out of this and you've heard different ways that, you know, you can benefit without having crazy numbers. Uh, you know, like Rob shared <laughs> that stat with one of his friends. It's not a stat. The fact that one of his friends with a few views managed to land a big client, you know, and I think that that is something that's not actually that rare. Yeah, dude, just one last point. I probably should have mm. covered it earlier, but our whole business, like we've spent very little on ads, like less than 3,000, I would say, in the whole history of our business. And it's just all been true organic uh, growth. And YouTube is like 90% of that. So you can run like, you know, six-figure business just off like a small, I, I consider myself a small YouTube channel. So just a small YouTube channel done right with a couple of good videos, like you're looking at, um, it's really going to help your business in a big way. 
absolutely cool all right thanks a lot rob this has been a great again guys if you've enjoyed this episode please head over to wherever you get this and leave a review otherwise i will see you in the next episode discover how to grow your agency earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts see you next time this episode was brought to you by content snare if you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.